Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 479. Today we're going to talk a look at Quadropolis. This is a new game from Days of Wonder. Uh, first time designer, Francois Gandon. Uh, this is a city building game that has some very interesting new, very Euro-y type of mechanics. There is a kind of basic game and an advanced game which I'll talk about. I will say sort of up front that the basic game is definitely the way you should play it at first, but having played both the basic and advanced and then going back to play the basic game, to me it's kind of six one half dozen or the other. They're just trying to two different games at this point. Now definitely the basic game is a little bit easier to get into than the advanced game, but not by such a degree that you maybe wouldn't just jump in to play the advanced game. I could see a lot of people doing that. But I will cover both of those and then I will come back and tell you what I think. So here you can see the cover to Quadropolis and I just want to show you the insert, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you got the rules, which are pretty short, and a couple of player aids and things there. And then you have this cool insert here. And you can see down here, if we zoom in, one, two, three, four, five. Now, if you're playing the basic game, you just use these four stacks. The advanced game uses five. You actually play five rounds on that case. And they've got little spots here for the pawns and so on. Okay, here you can see most of the stuff that you get in the game. Each player is going to get uh, a little player board like so and you can see this is sort of the basic side and then we can flip over here and there is the expert side slightly different there's some numbering of sort of different quadrants in here so you can see one two three four and then uh, five here uh, and then on the other side it just has these four areas but they always have sort of rows and columns we've got one two three four so you're going across this way then one two three four also going across there and you're going to be taking tiles from the central board and putting them out here and then doing all of your scoring at the end of the game. Now sometimes tiles will give you these cool sort of translucent meeple worker guys and then you get these other sometimes these cool energy cubes and sometimes you'll need to use these to activate uh, the different tiles and you don't want too much energy but you can use the parks to get rid of them and then sometimes you need to actually have a worker uh, to activate the tile otherwise it won't score. Now what you do to seed these is you're gonna take tiles uh, based on the round number. So there's a bunch of round one tiles and so on. Uh, and depending if you're playing, let's see, this is basic. Yeah, this is a classic one here. You can see there's three classics. If you're playing the expert mode, you'll take those out and you'll put in uh, these experts here. And you put them in the bag and mix them up. I've got the round two ones in here. And then you're gonna put them out. But let's pretend we're playing a three player game. So anything with a four, when you take it out, you just leave it face down because it's not used in a two and a three player game. And so these have the different markings on the back and these kind of just eat up a spot. So where a valid, usable, useful tile would be, that's, there's that. So there's kind of a dead space there for lesser player counts. Now, let's say you're the blue player and we're playing the basic game. You're gonna get one, two, three, four. And these are kind of your different workers here. And you're gonna use these to uh, capture different tiles and then place them onto your board. Now, if you're playing the advanced game, you're gonna turn these over and there's all gray ones. And what you do is you just take one per player. So if we're doing a two player game, we'd have two ones, two twos, two threes, and two fours. We'd also have the fives when you use the expert game. And these are gonna go into a collective pool of gray workers that you can choose from. So when you're playing the basic game, all you've got is a one, two, three, and a four. Whereas in the advanced game, maybe you use, you know, the two twice or something like that because you're drawing from a collective pool. Now, how do you actually get the tile? Well, let's say we went here and we wanted to use our three and we could put it here 
and then what we're going to do is count this number one two three and then we would take uh, this residence here and then we would be able to put that onto our board or in the case if we put it uh, let's see good example we'd put it here one two three we would take this park oops and so on and if you use the you know the one for example you'd put that here and take this harbor here now once you put the guy there he's going to stay there so nobody else can come along and put you know another worker on top of that the other thing that's going to happen let's say we took the three here one two three we took the park and I'll, I'll tell you how we put it on our board in a minute and then we're going to take uh, this little worker black pawn here and he's going to mark that so now the next player they cannot point to this pawn so the yellow player could not come down here and try to take this because it's pointed at the pawn they could still get this tile. Let's say instead they would use the three here. One, two, three. They would take this tile and then he would move there. And now nobody can point to that. And you just keep going around so everybody's placed uh, all of their workers. And then you'll clear this off, add all the round twos, round threes, round fours, and then you'll score at the end of the game. Now, how do you go about placing the new tiles onto your main player board. Well, you also have to consider the tile you use to actually grab it. So if you grabbed whatever tile you selected with the four, you can put it in a few different spots. You can put it in row four, so we can put it along here, or we can put it in column four, so anywhere right here. So we could put it, I don't know, there for example. Now you can also uh, stack certain tiles. So these residential tiles you can actually stack. So if I had grabbed it with, let's say a two, and then I could put it, uh, you know, in this column or this row here. So I could put it there. So let's say I put it there like that. And then if I get another one, let's say on a later turn, I got it with a two as well. Um, but like my two slots were all filled up. If it's the second uh, in the stack, so it's going to be the number two, level two high, then I can put it there no matter where it is in here. So let's say I had grabbed this one on a previous turn with a one. And then I grabbed it on a later turn with a two, even though this isn't in the two column or row, because it's going to be the number two in the stack, I can do that. And same with the three. If you use the three, you can make it the third in the stack, uh, no matter where it is actually on the board. So these are all going to score at the end of the game in various different ways. Now, sometimes there's a requirement. So you can see these here actually requires uh, an energy uh, cylinder and so does this one as well some of them like i told you before actually require a worker so this one will need a worker and you can see some of the tiles will actually provide you with that so these two harbors here give you a couple of things this one gives you two energy this one gives you an energy and a worker so when you put those out there you'll just get those and then set them on the side like so and you can arrange them as you want during the game and just count it at the end of the game. So how do you score all these different tiles? Well, let's talk about that. Uh, first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna look at the residentials. And the game comes with this player aid, which you can just basically look at and tell you the rest of the game. So if you had a stack four a high of the residentials, you get 10 points for that stack. Now the parks here, we can see an example, I thought I grabbed a park, here it is. So let's say this park here was adjacent to a residential that does not count diagonal. And depending on how many residential stacks it's next to, so this one's next to four, it can get up to 11 points. Uh, here you have these markets here, and these aren't worth any points unless you have excess workers uh, that you place on them. So if this has one worker, you get a point for it. You need an energy to score it. It doesn't necessarily require a worker, but the more workers you have up to four, 
you'll get points for it. The next one you can see are these factories here. They're gonna get points based on what they're next to. So if they're next to a store, then they're gonna get two points. If they're next to these harbors, they get three points for each. And uh, this is all basic game stuff. And then sometimes you're going to have uh, these special buildings here. You can see with that symbol, and it's gonna give you a fixed number of points. And what you're gonna to wanna to do is do have these out in each of these four sort of quadrants there. And you can see here, if you have one in each of the four quadrants, you get up to 14 points. And the last thing to talk about is the harbor. And if you have, let's say, a row going all the way across your board, you get 12, whereas you get less points there. And this is kind of telling you you can't like reuse the same one here. So this guy here, you'd want to use them in this because it's four long and not in that. That's too long. Okay, so that's all the basic scoring there. On the back side, you can see it's all repeated here again, but we've got two new uh, scorings here. Now this one is the office towers, and these you can stack, uh, just like the residentials. And then we can see here, so if we just had one office tower all by itself, and we stacked it five high, because remember you play five rounds in the expert game, you get 10 points. But if it was adjacent to another one, you get a little bit of a bonus. Or if you had, you know, five next to each other, they'd be worth four points each. And, you know, all the way up here, depending on what's next to what and how high each thing is. Now the next thing to look at is the, uh, the monuments here. And here we want to not be adjacent to the factories or the harbors. It doesn't matter if we're next to the residentials or the office or anything, but we want to be next to these special buildings and the markets and the parks. And we're, this can be worth that many points next to each of those. The other thing to keep in mind here is these uh, parks can eat up one excess energy because any excess that you have is going to be worth minus one point. So you need to manage uh, the energies and the workers that you have on the board. There's also a little mini expansion uh, where the parks don't do that, but they just give you an extra worker that you can choose to throw in or not. Now, one last thing about the expert mode is if we flip over this board, remember I showed you it has these different kind of zones and quadrants. That's another rule for placement. So if I took a, a tile with a three, I can place it in this quadrant or in the rower column, or again on the stack if it's that level high. Okay, so that is Quadropolis. Uh, really had a good time with this. Uh, like I said in the intro, I've kind of gone back and forth between the basic game and the expert game. The expert game definitely is a little bit more going on. There's a lot more scoring options. And again, you're pulling from that pool of workers uh, that's common. So there's a little bit more kind of, you know, maybe I'll take this from Billy so he doesn't get to play it kind of thing. Uh, but it doesn't really add that much uh, complexity. It is a very interesting game. So it's like a super clever mechanic because not only are you using the little arrows to grab the tile you want in the spot that you want it, because there's multiple ways to get at the tiles as well. Because, you know, if it's on the edge here, I can get it with the one or from the five from the other side, or if it's kind of in the middle, maybe I can get it from a two from this side or a four from this side or whatever. So there's that. And then again, that triggers whatever number you use, kind of where you can put it on your own player board. So there's kind of like a couple levels of thinking in terms of how you grab the tile and in like a very unique way that I've not seen. But the other thing you need to kind of have to juggle to is the resources and the workers, or not the resources, but the energy and the workers and all that kind of stuff and you know how you're gonna score it and everything. Uh, I will say I kind of am split on player count because I've been thinking about this. I like it with a two player because you can be a little bit more proactively aggressive in terms of what you're taking and kind of see what they're doing. Whereas with more than that, 
there's a little bit more chaos in terms of what people are picking and all the options that are available you know on the table but i like it equally with both it just kind of plays a little differently uh with the two you know and the three and four uh so it's really really well produced it's very quick uh, i would say the first time i played it it maybe took about an hour with three people I can't remember if it was three or four, but it was it was at least three, and it took about an hour. But every time since then, it's been under an hour easily, uh, playing with people that have played it before. But it's super quick. You take a tile, boom, boom, grab it, and then you're trying to set up these very simple sort of you know tile layouts to be the most efficient, and also again trying to manage that a little extra layer of the energy and the workers and all that kind of stuff like that. So it's a very very nice kind of gateway game. Uh, that kind of has these multiple modes. Like I talked about, you got the extra little kind of mini expansion, I guess, uh, of the parks that you can swap out and kind of play with. So I think this is gonna be kind of easily expandable uh, if they do come out with that. But it's a very kind of ticket to ride sort of level of, of game, I think, where it's, you know, you can just jump in. So you put the tile down, grab the tile, Here's your little score sheet. You can score all these different ways. You can get a game in quickly if people don't get hung up on it and they're kind of like new gamers, let's say. Uh, but then you can play it again and it plays so quick that people want to play it right away. So I think it's got a lot kind of going for it in that sort of ticket to ride uh, sort of vibe uh, that Days of Wonder tries to go for sometimes anyway. And uh, so I think it's gonna succeed a lot with folks uh, in that way. And the one thing that was kind of interesting, we were talking about it, and it was kind of like playing like an app. It felt like an app game. So I could see this actually being an app at some point. I'm not sure if they will or not, but it kind of feels like you're playing an app because it's so quick and it has that kind of puzzly sort of scoring kind of thing going on, but it's super friendly and not so aggressive or anything. So it has that nice kind of modern gateway thing. A lot of those kind of feel like they're kind of apps. I don't know if the app is influencing the designers or subconsciously, but this kind of falls into that vibe. So I think if you have folks that you know, and, and you know, you're know you kind of a hardcore board gamer type, then they like the different phone apps, then I would definitely give this one a shot because it's very much you know kind of that city building kind of vibe as well, which a lot of those apps kind of go into. Uh, but I, I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, as well. So definitely take a look at Quadropolis. Thanks.